But this Sunday morning, turning to Romans, 8th chapter, looking at verses 12 to 17. The word of God says, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, you shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so, be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. I'm going to label this message, Evidence of Your Father. question is, some of you may know your father, some of you may not know your father. But people may know your father, and they see you, and they like, I know your father. Evidence of your father is, is evident of sometimes who your parents are from your mannerisms or the way you dress or the way you talk. Oftentimes, you know, just as the saying goes, if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it probably is a duck. And oftentimes in our lives, we are resembling somebody in our lives. Who are you resembling? Are you showing evidence of your father? As in, fathers know that they take pride in their last names. They, want, they don't see their last name posted so-and-so going to jail. They don't see so-and-so going off to college or a superstar. You know, something positive on that name. I, I want you to know that God has given you a name, but yet what describes your name? What is the evidence of your father? What does it mean to be God's children? What does it mean to have a father? Well, bottom line is this. God created you. You did not create yourself. He is the originator of life. And so as the TV show was, Father Knows Best. Guess what? Father knows best. We have a father that knows all things. Let's look at verse 12. It says, therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. First and foremost, evidence of our father means I am no longer living after the flesh. For we are debtors to the flesh. And do you understand that we had an obligation? We have a debt that we owe God that we cannot pay. But yet, since he loved us, he gave Jesus. And since he gave us Jesus, we should live a life that's evident of our father. Saying, Father, no longer will I'm going to gratify myself and live in the flesh. For the flesh, as, as Paul goes on in Romans saying, how the flesh is enmity against God. It's, it's, it's an enemy that the flesh is against God, but the spirit is for God. If you go after the flesh, you go, you're going to end up with just death. But if you go after the spirit, you have life and peace. We have a father that loves us so much as James 1st chapter 17, 17 verse says, every good and perfect gift comes from above. It's coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. You see, we have earthly fathers who, who, are, who will say one thing today and say something else tomorrow. 
But yet you have a father that says, if I say so, guess what? It's going to happen. I'm not going to change like the shifting shadows. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. I'm glad that there's a father that is giving good and perfect gifts. Not gifts you got to return back to the store. You know, there may be somebody that has a father that does not even know what you like. So he gives you gifts and you're like, I don't want this. And you want to take it back to the store. But yet when your heavenly father, hallelujah, will give you something in your life, you don't want it to return it. You want to hold on to it and, and take care of it. Because God always gives his best. He always gives his best. Think about it. Did he withhold Jesus from us? It says we were debtors in the flesh. We had a payment that needed to be paid. There's no one else. We were digging in our pockets. We're coming up short. We're, we're looking around our house trying to find something to come up. But yet we cannot pay this debt. And God from above sent down a perfect gift, Jesus, who walked this earth and, and let us know how we should love one another. Jesus says this, if you've seen me, you have seen my father. And I and my father are one. So Jesus letting us know you could be evident of your father about how, how you love one another. I, I, I know sometimes we get into trouble that we don't love people. I hope you're sitting next to somebody you like. Because oftentimes when you're not next to somebody you don't like, it's hard to act like you love them. You know people who are fake and phony when they say, I love you. you like, I, I'd rather you not say those words to me. Because I'd rather hear from somebody who means what they say. Who show it in their actions every day, not just when they want something from me. You know how people give you a big smile and a big hug when they love you because they ask you to do something for them? You know how my mom and my father knew that if I call them other than Sunday, I'm calling for something. I would call them routinely on Sunday when things slowed down. I would talk to my mother and father from school and say, yeah, everything's going all right. School's going great. But when problems arise. They get a collect call come Wednesday. Where they accept the charges. You know, it's just, I, I, that's when the orders 1-800-COLLECT, calling for a dollar. I'll call my mom and dad if I need a money, if I need a something. Or books cost more than I expected and I needed some extra cash, you know. But when everything's fine, I'm just talking to them. But when I need some, I'm like, you know, I love you, right? We try to preface things before we come, but yet we have a father that loves us unconditionally in spite of what we do, and he's willing to give us a good and perfect gift all through Jesus. See, when you have a father, you have security. John talks about how God is love, and God has perfect love, and perfect love casts out all fear. You know how it, has, how it is, like if you were scared at night and you ran into your parents' room trying to sleep with dad, that's what I did. If I was scared, I'd be in my parents' room. My dad would carry me when I'm asleep back into my bed. And I would wake up and get back in the bed with them. I, I mean, I just felt secure with my father. Or, or, or my dad knew that I was a, a scared of the dark, so he would read a book to my brother and I us to bed, and he would stay in there until I fell asleep, and then he would leave out the room. And he would leave the door cracked so that the hallway light would come in my room. So if I woke up, I saw the hallway light, and I felt safe. So like our Heavenly Father, he knows that when we're scared, he knows that when we feel insecure, and he says, guess what? I'll send some light in your life. Just to let you know it's going to be all right. I know that somebody forsake you. I know somebody else left you behind, but I won't leave you. I'll send a little light in your life, let you know everything is going to be all right. 
You say, I'm glad that we have a father that has security. What else is a father? A father provides. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That means is that I may not have everything I want, but I'll have everything that I need. And so I won't want food because my father's feeding me. I won't want water because my father's giving me something to drink. Yes, I do want a Corvette. Amen, somebody. But I got a Honda that gets me from A to B. You know, there's a lot of things in our lives we want. We say, Father, can I have this? Father, can I have that? But I'm glad my father knows how to tell me no. Because if he told me yes, I'll be out of my mind. Because there's some things that I want that were surely not good for me. But yet he said no. Because he's protecting me. He's providing for me. So we have a father that looks out for us. Now, I touched some, maybe some sensitive marks for some of y'all that may not have a father. You may have lost a father. Your, your father left you or, or, or God took away your father. You may be angry at your dad. You may be angry at God. You're just thinking like, why did this happen to me? Well, Psalm 68, verses 1 through 5. I just want to read this. You can turn with me to Psalm 68. Talks about how God, in spite of all what you think you're going through, he's right there. That even your enemies may come, God can step up and your enemies will scatter. Psalm 68, verse 1 says, let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Let them also that hate him flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. A wax melted before the fire, so let the wicked perish at the presence of God. But let the righteous be glad. Let them rejoice before God. Yea, let them exceedingly rejoice. Sing unto God. Sing praise to his name. Extol him that rise upon the heavens by his name, Jah, and rejoice before him. He is a father. What? Of the fathers and a judge of the widows is God and in his holy habitation. You see there that even though your mother, your father may forsake you, God's a defender of your cause. You may feel that your father left you, but yet your heavenly father has never left you. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake. I, I understand you want something tangible in your life, but yet, see, God can be tangible and he's intangible. You see, he can show you his presence when all around you will protect him with a house to, to call your home, uh, clothes to cover your body. But guess what? Even when you are in the darkest hour, God is there. His presence is there. Psalms 1, uh, 146 verse 9, uh, uh, verse 9 talks about how God watches over and, and the fatherless, he's the defenders of the widows. God will be there for you. So do not fret because somebody else has something that you desire. I, I want a father in my house. I want mommy to be happy with her daddy. I, I want to come home and see daddy. But yet, guess what? If you don't have it, guess what? God can provide for you. He is a father to the fatherless. He'll hold you when nobody else can hold you. He'll listen to you when nobody else is listening. He'll be a shoulder to cry on when there's nobody else to cry to. He is right there. He is right there. Evidence of your father. What will your father provide for you? Uh, I believe in Romans says that he said it makes you heirs to the kingdom of God. And then you're co-heirs with Jesus. God is not going to withhold his kingdom from you. He's not going to withhold blessings from his children. He loves you that much. Christ came that we could have life and have it what? More abundantly. See, if Christ came for us, 
God gave him to us. John 3, 6, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. I'm glad we have a father that gives. He's not selfish. He doesn't hold back. He knows that when we cannot defend ourselves, he'll defend us. When we're in troubles, he's a, tro- he's a, he's a trouble solver. When we're sick, he's that great doctor. He is everything that we need. Moses asked them, uh, God, I'm about to go to, to Egypt. I'm about to talk to Pharaoh. Who am I supposed to say that sent me? He said, I'm the God. I'm the father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I am who I am. He let them know, I know you guys have your earthly father, but guess what? I make them. See, we get caught up sometimes with what we see, but we need to realize what we can't see is what God is already doing and taking care of for us. We allow our eyes limit us into the power of God. God sees the future. He knows the plan for your life. When we are unlovable, God loved us. When we were dead wrong, he corrected us and brought us home. He never closed the door on us. He's always left it open, saying, look, I love you. I want you to come and be with me. Look at verse 8. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. Going on to verse 15 in Romans 8, chapter says, For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption. Whereby we cry, what? Abba, Father. You see, in the spirit of adoption, no longer will you say stepdaddy. You won't say that, but as I've been adopted, you're not my stepfather, you're not my father-in-law, but you are my father. Even if you are my grandparent, but you adopt me as your child, I'm calling you father. Why? Because you have took me in as your own. You're going to treat me like your own child. So what is yours is going to be mine. I will inherit what you have. Jesus was so excited about what was about to come. I want you to understand this. Jesus, he knew. They was going to have to bear the cross. But he says, but since my father loves you, and I and my father are one, I love you. And so I don't see the cross. I see you being with me in heaven. He told his disciples, let let not your heart be troubled. You believe in your father, believe also what? In me, for in my father's house are rooms of many mansions. And then he got, he got a little smart with him. He said, if it was not so, I would not have told you. You see, I'm glad that our father is a man of his word. He doesn't give us empty promises as in, if you get straight A's, I'm going to give you this. But then you get straight A's and say, well, that was if you maintain straight A's. God does not put a condition onto after his statements. He says, if you believe that my son died for you, guess what? You have eternal life. If you're not living in the flesh, you're living in the spirit, I'm going to bless you. And you're going to abide in me and I abide in you for I'm the true vine and you are the branch. You will have fruit that will remain, that will sustain in your lives. We have a father who will never leave us nor forsake us. There's going to be times that we have friends and brothers and sisters and close people that may leave us. They talk bad about us because they get angry with us and they give up on us. But there's a father in heaven. 
who does not care where you go or what you do, as long as you call on the name of Jesus, you have a place to call your home. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No no man gets to the Father but through me. I want you to understand, I know life can be hard if you don't have your earthly father. Life can be hard when people are not all around you. But I'm glad that Jesus came and died on the cross for our sins. And, And I'm glad that God says, look here, the battle's not short. It's mine. I'll go out before you and prepare a place for you in the presence of your enemies. Certainly, goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. Why? Because I will provide for you. Have I not given you what you need thus far? Are you still here right now? I know that some people out here could have lost their minds a long time ago, but by the grace of God, we are still here. Why? Because our Father is continually giving to us because He loves us. That's why we have to show evidence of our fathers in our lives. Of not living in the flesh, but living in the spirit. Saying, Father, how can I live my life for you? I like how Psalm put it, David put in the psalm, by having your word hidden within my heart, so that I might not sin against you. We are co-heirs with Jesus because of our heavenly Father. Now, being co-heirs, just as we share in his glory, guess what you'll share in? His suffering. I want you to catch this. That as you will share in his glory, you will share in his suffering. So what does that mean? That means we will go through some rough times. There will be some times that, look, look, Jesus had 12 disciples and one of them was a devil. But yet he knew that I will love them and be with them. And my father, your will be done. You see, there's going to be times you're going to be surrounded with people you think that are for you, but they really are against you. But guess what? You need to be about your father's business. Don't be concerned about where they're going or what they're going to say or what they're going to do, but realize that God has said it, and guess what? God will do it. Lean not unto your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge the Lord. He will direct thy path. So when you follow Jesus down that narrow path, through that narrow gate, you're going to realize that it's going to be a journey. But guess what? You got to go through to come out. Jesus went through the cross, but he came out with glory. Because they hung him high, and they stretched him wide. They buried him in the grave. They put nails in his hands. But when he woke up early that morning, it wasn't nails in his hands, but it was all power in his hands. He went down in the grave with nothing in his hands, but he came up with the keys of Hades in his hands. See, I'm glad we have a father that says, I don't want you separated from me, so death, where is your victory? Sin, where is your sting? But glory be to God, through Jesus, we have salvation. That we can boldly stand in front of our father now. And say, Lord, I am a sinner. I have messed up. I was living after the flesh. But Father, I want my life to reflect you. I want to be a light of the world and the salt of the earth. I want people to know that evidence of my Father is in my life. So I will learn to forgive and forbear much. I'll learn to suffer and glory in Christ. I'll learn to boast in you. Because, Father, you are a provider. You are a father to the fatherless. Though my mother and my father forsake me, but, Lord, you will keep me. Lord, I thank you that there's a friend that's just closer than a brother. Psalms 27 and 10 states that how even my mother, my mother, my father forsake me, but the Lord will receive me.
So I want us to catch this. Looking at verse 12, as I close with this, therefore. It says, therefore, brothers, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. Now that therefore there is therefore a reason. But before the therefore, if you see, it's talking about Christ. Look at verse 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit and dwelleth in you. So therefore, you see, when you meet Christ, there's a therefore. When you see Christ, there's a therefore. And after you come to Christ, therefore God will bless you. Oh, I wish I had some help in here. When you find Christ, therefore God will show you a new way. When you find Christ, therefore God will show you the errors of your ways. When you find Christ, therefore God said, I will bless you and keep you. When you find Christ, therefore God said, I will receive you, call you my home. When you find Christ, therefore in my Father's house. Therefore. But you got to make it to the Therefore. You got to come to Christ. Jesus says, come. All you are heavy laden and burdened. And come sit under my teaching. For my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. Come and find rest for your soul. You may be dealing with anger with your father. You may, have, you may need to reconcile with your earthly father. But yet you can just calm and lay down before Jesus. Mm. You can say, Jesus, I surrender all to you. I, I tried to do what I could on my own, but I can't make it. So therefore, I need you to come in my life and bring peace into my heart. I'm troubled. I'm confused. But Father, I thank you that you are not the author of confusion. But you give direction. That, Father, I'm glad as your word says, I don't have to be fearful anymore, but I can just fully trust in you. You have a heavenly Father who loves you unconditionally, who showed his love through Jesus, so therefore you can have eternal life and be an heir in the kingdom with him and be in the glory of Christ, but also to as we glory in Christ, we also will suffer, but yet it's only temporary. For glory of God will be eternity. Evidence of your Father is evident in our obedience to follow Christ. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Right now, right now, you might be dealing with an issue with your earthly Father. And you want to bring it to your heavenly Father. want to pray with you right now. Father, right now, Lord, we just ask you to move in this place, Father. Lord, we may not have the relationship we want with our Father, Lord, or we did not get a chance to have the relationship we wanted with our Father. But, Lord, we thank you that you are our Heavenly Father. And we surrender it all to you, Almighty God. That hatred, that anger, that, 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 that sadness we have, Almighty God, we just lay it down at your altar. And, Father, we ask for your, your Holy Spirit to comfort us, to speak to us, to minister to us, let us know everything is going to be all right. That, Father, that you will never leave us nor forsake us. That, Father, you know what is best for us. At times that we don't know what to do, Almighty God, or where to go, Father, Lord, you will speak and you will move in our lives. So we surrender all to you right now, Almighty God.
So every head bowed, every eyes closed. The Bible says this to those who do not know Christ as a Lord and Savior. That if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and risen from the grave, you shall be saved. And if that's you, we want to lead you in this prayer. God knows your heart. So you can just repeat after me. And God will receive you into his kingdom. Just say, dear Lord Jesus. That's right, dear Lord Jesus. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And I'm asking Jesus to come into my heart and be my personal Lord and Savior. I thank you for forgiving me. I thank you for saving me. So every head bowed, every eyes closed, that's you. If you pray that prayer for the first time, if you can raise your hand. You can raise your hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Father, right now we come to you, Almighty God. Just ask you to move as only you can, Lord. There's someone here looking for a church home. Someone for the first time gave their life to Christ, Lord. Someone here just wants to have prayer, Father, Lord. As we get ready to extend, our, extend and open up the doors of this local body, Almighty God, Lord, to receive in your saints, Almighty God, your people, Lord. We pray that you just move amongst our hearts, move in our minds right now. In Jesus' awesome name, Lord, we pray. So all those agree, say amen.